You're listening to the Glass City Church Podcast. Welcome to Glass City Church Podcast. This is Justin Shirley, intern on on probation. No, no, you've you've <laughs> well, we don't need to talk about that in public. We can. There's no. There's people are going to wonder. Church discipline's now. best done behind closed <laughs> doors. So, yeah. uh, uh, anyways. Um, no, just just regular intern. There's nothing. <laughs> With Pastor Jeff mm-hmm. uh, of Glass City Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jeff, I wanted to talk uh, a little bit about your sermon. Uh, what was it? Week two of John. John week two. Uh, John week two. <laughs> uh, on greatness. Yes. I mean, really, humility, but greatness is, was the was a theme, right? We would say that was a... Well, I think, uh, yeah, and it came directly from what Jesus said about John the Baptizer, which was that he was um, the greatest, the, no one greater to be born of of woman uh, than than John, uh, who also happened to be his cousin. So um, he, you know, he he really he thought he was great, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's really all I have to um, say about that. Understand. So, so when you think of, let me ask you this: when you think of great men, who comes to mind? <laughs> when I so I'll, I can go first. You go first. Like. Yeah. You, Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt. Great man. Dude took a bullet to the chest and gave a speech as a bullet was in his chest. Great man. Yeah. Yeah, was he the one who who like sailed down the uh, the Amazon? Was that was that Teddy Roosevelt? Maybe it wouldn't surprise me. He, he he was like kind of a man's man. Oh yeah, yeah. Probably contracted malaria and then like cured himself with like. She's so like the water. MacGyver of his day. Is that what you're trying? He's to like say? the MacGyver of man. See, I was just gonna say MacGyver is a great man. So it feels like we're both on the same page, which is uh. No, I think I think great men. I mean, great men that I think of, um, just you know, men who who. Followed the Lord and 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 you know didn't didn't allow um, the the circumstances that they could see to um, cause them to doubt uh, the things that they know that maybe they can't see but they know to be true. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know in, in terms of uh, I mean I love Charles Spurgeon I think he I think he was great. He was man. a guy who suffered from everything from gout to depression. Yeah. Um, who had his, you know, his 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 church that the fire at at his at his church, you know? Oh I mean, yeah, that didn't whole like a hundred and fifty people die? I in that I, fire? I don't have the the specifics. All I, I but something I, crazy. What I know is like, I mean, even his wife was great. You know, I mean, she she would she would give the books that he that he had. She'd give them out to, you know, pastors who couldn't afford books. Like that's yeah. And everyone knows that pastors love books, and uh, so I mean, I, th- I think of guys like him. Um, I mean, even even Martin Luther, mm-hmm. uh, who you know, admittedly maybe got, went a little 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 nutso towards the end of his life, but you know that's that's okay. Um, well, you know, you get poured out like a drink offering. Uh, you know, if eventually something's got to go. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that I mean, I think there's plenty of great men even alive today. Um, if you if you uh, you know, there's been some controversy around a certain uh, ad that, that kind of like chaps men and, and says, some men are doing this well, but is this really the best a man can get? And, you know, it's, it really serves to kind of denigrate. And I, I guarantee you um, the same uh, – uh, 
if you said that about another gender, um, you you would be considered sexist. But you say that about men, it's like, oh well, men, that's okay. Like we can just we can just denigrate men. I mean, look at Homer Simpson and every other male depiction in pop culture, yeah, uh, where men are buffoons and they're and they're incapable. And I'm not saying that 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 men haven't done stupid stuff that that clearly needs to be called out. But you know, there's plenty of great men. I've been watching every every January. Um, I kind of watched through the, the 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 first four Rocky movies, um, and because uh, I got as we on... look at the the Rocky <clears throat> poster, yeah, on your yeah, I love I love wall. that I love that quote. The uh, you know the uh, it's it's not it's not how hard you can get hit or it's not how hard you can hit it's how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Now, of course, Rocky's not referring to finding your strength in the Lord, uh, but but for me, that's that's what that reminds me of, but. Yeah, I mean, I love watching you know men who who just they 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 fight to to do what God has called them to, mm-hmm. um, and I don't think you have to have a a book deal or or a, a you know a, a, a library named after you or something like that. I think great men are men who who are just doing the ordinary everyday stuff with with gospel intentionality and and they're loving their wife and they're they're raising their kids and they're um, you know they're working a job and providing. That's a great man. I mean, yeah. you know, that's that's uh, we need we need ordinary men who who do great things. Yeah, because it's easy to when, as I'm thinking and processing through what you're saying. I mean, it's easy to to think well, only Teddy Roosevelt is. Mm-hmm. We want to elevate him to this higher status, um, but like you said, like it's it's showing up and being faithful. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, I mean. And here's the thing that gets me, that is it's going to sound at, at first um, a backwards thought, but it makes a lot of sense when you when you when you kind of tease it out. So when we when we talk about things like that ad that you're, you're speaking of, right. um, I would agree with a lot of people who say men are the problem. Okay, um, and the reason why I would say that is a lot of it's because men aren't stepping into the God given roles that they're supposed to. Um, sure that it's a, and the thing is others in these, in these groups that will say that and would agree with me on that. Um, they would not say that men need to step into those roles. They would say that other people need to step into those roles, Hmm. um, or need to step up. Um, sure. But I would say it's men that need to step into those roles, uh, that they have been called to step into because if they don't, stuff gets jacked up, stuff breaks. Mm -hmm. Um, you look at, horrible atrocities and things that have happened across the globe uh, throughout history. And a lot of it is because men didn't step into the roles that they were supposed to, uh, yeah. to say, no, I'm not going to lot that. Ta- I'm There's not like 40% that of kids go to bed at night without a dad at home. Mm-hmm. Like that's a problem. Yeah. And I'm not, and I'm not, I don't mean to, to, to overlook that or to, to gloss over that. But here's the thing. Even if that, even if we were, we've just got, you know, hardly any good men out there. How many? I mean, at least for me, and for a lot of a lot of people that I've spoken with, uh, with reference to this, how do you how do you motivate somebody to step up? It's not by saying, "Man, you're horrible." Yeah, no, and I you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm not saying that that the again. I think the I don't think the 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 solution is the same right. uh, for either side, um, but I do think that uh, the problem is the same problem. It's men that aren't stepping into the God-given roles that they're supposed to, but they're not being allowed to or encouraged to uh, because they're being, uh, again, Homer Simpson-ified um, mm-hmm. and uh, with this toxic masculinity 
uh, word that's getting thrown around. Um, yes, at times masculinity can be toxic, but true biblical masculinity, um, and again, living out how we're supposed to live mm-hmm. as men, yeah, is not a toxic thing. You get people who say that it's toxic, but it's not. No, and that's the problem too. Is is that is that the words like it's defining the terms really is the issue? Yeah, when you, when you when you put toxic on masculinity. Like that, whether or not you know whether or not you could you could prove otherwise, it it, it makes masculinity toxic. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying toxic masculinity, you're you're now associating toxicity with masculinity. Of course, uh, even if you're even you know. So now the word masculinity is is just uh, there's this there's you know this um, pejorative connotation. What a word that comes with it that that is 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 not okay. In my opinion, I mean, if you're if you're trying to rally guys to be you know to be men who who are who are great, and I don't mean great that 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 they you know that they should be um, you know celebrities or whatever, but if you're trying to get a guy to step up, saying, "Man, you you guys are just morons," and man, why can't you get your why can't you get your ducks in a row, and why can't you just like that's just not even that's just not even effective. And so, if the goal of you know, saying, well, some men are doing this, but it's not, you know, most of them aren't or, or, or whatever. Like there's just, if, if the goal, you, you have to craft your message around what you want it to accomplish. Yeah. And if you want your message to accomplish getting men to step up, um, you, you talk about the, the, you know, the, the ways that men do step up and you, and you hold that example before them as opposed to denigrating and, and, and uh, emasculating them. Um, and then, and then using, um, questionable social uh movements um as as a way of of justifying uh the the you know looking down on men and and that's that's all i'm gonna say about that but yeah so great men i think uh, i think any guy who who provides for his family who loves his wife sacrificially who follows jesus passionately who raises his children intentionally um and, and who who cares about um, who cares about the world around them and, and making it a, a better place through um, the, the truth of the gospel and, and bringing the real, the real need of reconciliation with God um, to the forefront and bringing that to bear on their life. I think that's a great man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now I, <clears throat> so getting back to the, getting back to the sermon, um, I really appreciated your approach on uh, how you handled the Pharisees. So w- where we're at in this sermon, it's uh, the scene where the Pharisees are coming up to to John the Baptist. Or sorry, not the Pharisees. They're uh, um, lackeys, right? Well, it's pre- it, said, it said priests and Levites is, is the first two groups that are named in there. But then it also says they were sent by the Pharisees. And, and I mean, yeah, it's, it's more just descriptive. They're um, friends. Yeah, it's it, I mean, it's 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 the it's that social group essentially. They were sent by the Pharisees, and therefore they represented the Pharisees. And so, even if the people there weren't essentially, which Pharisees, I mean, that's that's not like an, an official like you know designation. That's more of a um, that's just you know the 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 people who were really um, interested in in you know preserving. You know, it's like saying the conservatives. Yeah. Um, where you don't you're not necessarily part of the government. You're not necessarily you know leading something. Um, but it's people who are who are conservative about the Bible. Yeah. And so I, I appreciated your approach to them and in giving them the benefit of the doubt um, when you said that <clears throat> they're not necessarily wrong to check up on this guy who's kind of sketchy uh eating bugs and uh honey with 
camel coarse uh, I mean camel what's skins the, what's the yeah, yeah camel skins thank you I couldn't think of the word no, yeah, no problem <laughs> um, here for but, you I appreciate that uh, and so uh, you mentioned about being charitable I mean because they are um, I mean in the past few podcasts we even spoke on this uh, the topic of being self-righteous uh, in, in trying to communicate truth um, and, and combating that self-righteousness of, of loving people better than those uh, who are self-righteous in this weird uh, kind of twisted uh, way. Um, kind of getting at the heart level, what are maybe some root idols that could cause this idolatry of essentially uh, of self-righteousness that we're not self-righteous? Does that make sense? Of this twisted, I'm... I'm better than this person. How are they blind to their self righteousness? Is that what you're saying? Essentially, because yeah. that's really what it is. I yeah. mean, it's it's a I'm better than them because I don't think I'm better than other people. Which so, is you yeah. know what I'm saying backwards thinking. Well, so you look at the you know kind of the four root idols. You look at you know the the idol of uh, uh, you know desire for approval, desire for control, desire for power, and um, I knew I was going to forget this when I started down this little thing. Um, it's power con- or yeah, power control. I always forget the last one too. Uh, anyways, you look at all of those, and um, you can reference an earlier podcast for that. Um, and I think it, I think it can, it can go to all of them. Um, I think that. Well, so let's talk about it. Let's, let's let's nail it down to the to the actual the actual context, which is John the Baptizer. He comes out of the woods. He's he's preaching. He's drawing a crowd. People are are getting excited about him and. And, um, but he doesn't have a, you know, he doesn't have a degree, you know, he doesn't have a, uh, a, a fancy robe or, or, you know, or a, a Benny Hinn suit. He doesn't or, have a Baptist. Degree. You know, he's not ordained necessarily. You didn't get that? Baptist? Uh, oh, I, yeah, I got Stupid. it. I just, I tried to not draw attention to it. Um, and, um. I'm funny, Jeff. So I appreciate that. Some would say funny looking. Some okay. Say- so anyways, um. Yeah, so that's that's kind of the scene, and, and I and I talked about how you know me and and uh, and and our, our church leadership. If we if we saw somebody who was out on the corner near our church and they were kind of preaching up a storm, and you know crowds were gathering, um, you know we 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 would we'd go over and just check it out and, and make sure that he's not just preaching heresy. Um, and and so I think the Pharisees began uh, Pharisees, you know, Levites, uh, priests, you know, that whole that whole crew who were kind of sent in to, to do some recon, um, I think that the, the, the original, the foundational concern is a good one, which is let's make sure that the Bible's not being, you know, like mishandled. Let's make sure the scriptures are being properly um, preached and, 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 you know, um, laid out for people. Um, because they were, they were, they were the, the conservatives. They, they wanted to make sure that um, things things were being done um, well, and, and and that's 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 admirable, you yep. know, to 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 care enough about the preservation of God's word. Um, the problem is um, they got into these, you know, these these, these little these little clubs uh, where they they'd huddle around their favorite rabbi, you know, and if and if one rabbi said something differently, it's like, oh well, you know, here's my favorite teacher of the day, you know, name yep. any author, any pastor, any any speaker. And and then have them you know start up a, a a Bible college where they teach a certain thing a certain way, and if anyone else disagrees with the certain thing the certain way that that pastor is teaching it, 
then then they're all of a sudden second class Christians, or maybe their Christianity is in question. Yeah. Um, and that's that's just that's just arrogant, and it's and it's not. So it's taking something a good a good desire, the preservation of Scripture, but then adding on all of our opinions, all of our preferences, all of that, and pretty soon, if you're not if you don't line up with us, then we've got an issue with you. And I think we see that all over the church today. You know, well, they're Arminian. Oh, they're Calvinist. Oh, they're cessationist. Oh, they're continuationist. Oh, they're, you know, a lot of these things that, you know, obviously we want to we want to be theologically precise. Uh, but man, like, um, I think it was uh, Ray Ortland. I think I sent you this, actually. I don't know if uh, I might be able to grab it. But it was like, it was one of my favorite. And Ray Ortland, man, he's just a, he's just a champ. I love that dude. I got to visit his church a few years back when I was down in Nashville and uh, just super cool. Um, and I'm stalling right now, so I can I can here it is. He says, uh, "Dear doctrinally serious Christians, I'm thankful for you. You're helping us. You certainly help me. But sometimes, well, I just want you to notice uh, that our unity in Christ is also a biblical doctrine. Let's guard and celebrate that truth too with all of our sacred vigilance. So, so all of this, you know, taking sides and stuff like that." Um, you know, it's really, you got to check your heart, you know, to, to quote John Christ, you, you got, you just got to check, check your heart shoddy. And so, um, doesn't no. he say that? Yeah. Am I too old to say that? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I, I repent. Um, now I'm, I, I, you're going off the off the wheel, off the wheels now. No, I'm not going off the wheels. What are you talking about? Okay. Maybe a little bit. Um, all that to say, so again, it's good. It's good to care about the way people handle scripture. Yeah, but when that when that when you start adding in all these other things, um, and then you start forming tribes and teams that that fight over secondary issues um, instead of instead of you know unifying over the primary issues that we all agree on, um, that's just not a great way to represent the love of Christ that He says uh, people will know us by. Yeah. So so speaking. More specifically, uh, as an example of uh, caring about how we deal with the scriptures, there was a, <clears throat> a a pretty famous pastor in Atlanta, who I w- will not name, um, and uh, he. So cu- I'm so curious about who it is. Uh, he, <laughs> you talking about Creflo again? Come on, man. Not not Creflo. I'm just messing. Um, I know. Uh, but this pastor uh, said something that it, it got a lot of. A lot of heat uh, from a lot of different people um, in the evangelical world, and uh, and this is the one of the one of the quotes from the sermon that he gave. Uh, it says, first century uh, church leaders unhitched the church from the worldview, value system, and regulations of the Jewish scriptures." Uh, he said, and this continues. It says, Peter, James, and Paul elected to unhitch the Christian faith from their Jewish scriptures. And my friends, we must as well. Uh, so, Jeff, I mean, how do how do we respond biblically uh, when we see? I mean, we see that John in the John the Baptizer uh, in the book of John says. Uh, I mean, he's quoting Isaiah, correct? Isaiah, oh, yeah. uh, when he when the when these guys when these uh, the priests and Levites come to talk to him, right? Um, he quotes scripture to them and it's the old Testament scriptures Yeah, uh, and he's in the old Testament. So clearly he's using the old Testament to explain what he's doing. He's right. not unhitching himself uh, or neither are the other apostles uh, and other followers of Christ. Um, how do we, how do we deal with this? 
Well, we deal with it by by um, praying for our, our our who I believe is our brother, who just got this one really wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you know, um, and you got you got to draw battle lines. You know, you you got you got to figure out uh, where the hills are to die on. And and um, and I'm not saying that this isn't a hill to die on, but I am saying if you're going to die on this hill and you go after this guy in terms of like, you know, calling him you know, his teaching false teaching, which. You know, I mean, unhitching from the Old Testament doesn't feel like good teaching. It doesn't feel like uh, biblically accurate teaching, at least to me. Um, but 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 praying for him because man, haven't we all made mistakes before in terms of interpretation and in terms of? I mean, I know I've explained um, entire passages of scripture um, in in ways that I wouldn't do it that way anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I've been I've been pastoring Glass City for ten years now. Man, I just realized that. Um, and 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 before that, you know, I was in, in ministry for seven years before that. And I can guarantee if I go back, I mean, maybe in, in 10, 15, 20 years, this dude that you're referring to is going to come back and say, ooh, I shouldn't have done that. Probably you know, I shouldn't have said it that way. Yeah, because I, I think that when you come in and you're, and you're a Pharisee about it and you're just like, well, and, and, and again, this I, I, I disagree with, with his take on these things. Um, but I just, I don't know how helpful it is to the body of Christ um, to to mount a huge uh, social media or, you know, I mean, we don't really write letters anymore, or, you know, to, to, to just really trumpet this. I mean, if, if there's if there's a concern, write a letter to the guy, yeah. you know, say, hey, man, I love you. And actually, and, and I know who you're talking about. And I, I've, I've done studies before that he's done that were beneficial to me. And so, but yeah, I mean, John clearly, John the baptizer clearly, uh, understands his role in the context of the Old Testament. He's not unhitched. You know, he, he yeah. uh, I mean, we, we look at, uh, you know, Deuteronomy 18, um, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, from your brothers, and you shall listen to him. In verse 18, he goes on and says, I will raise up a prophet from among you, brothers. Uh, I will put my words in his mouth. He shall speak them um, to, to he, he shall speak to them all that I command him. Um, Jesus says in Matthew 17, you know, he's, uh, they're coming down the mountain, um, and, uh, and, and Jesus is explaining to his disciples, Elijah does come and will restore all things. But I tell you that Elijah has already come and they did not recognize him, but did to him whatever they pleased. Uh, so the son of man will certainly suffer at their hands as well. And the disciples understood he's talking about John the baptizer. And so, um, and again, you know, there's, there's this quoting you, you mentioned, um, Isaiah 40, a voice cries in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God, you know, uh, and, and, and following through verse 5. Um, that's what John the Baptizer quotes to these guys who, who show up with their clipboards and their and their pocket protectors like, we need to know what you're talking about. And Push up their glasses. Yeah. Um, yes, of course. And so John the Baptizer, he says, I am that voice. You know, I'm, I'm like straight out of Isaiah 40. Like that's, that's, that's my role here, man, and, and, and that's good. Um, so, and I, and I love the way that the entire time he never talks about himself when they ask him about who he is, he always talks about Jesus. That's so cool. I think that's such a huge lesson for us. Yeah. I mean, I think prayer is, I I couldn't agree more that prayer is a huge, uh, need in this particular instance. Um, I think that, I mean, I know that this this pastor particularly has got some great leadership content out there um his his some of his content he's produced has been helpful to me as well yeah um and i don't think it'd be helpful to 
to throw him against the wall. Um, because right. I think it's it's so easy, especially with social media, to just throw people against the wall very, very quickly. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. But, I mean, okay, so I'll give you an example from my own life. Um, we were preaching through First Corinthians last year, and there was a, a, a part where we were talking about, you know, like looking forward to what's to come mm-hmm. and, and, you know, looking at, you know, the promises uh, that we will inherit um, and it, it got a little eschatological, um, meaning, you know, having to do with the end times, having to do with the end of days, having to do with kind of how, you know, when Christ comes back, the new Jerusalem, I mean, just a huge can of worms. Yeah. And I have a certain take on it. Um, and somebody in our congregation, I, I was having a meal and, and, um, just shared with me that their take on that was different. Uh, but it was done in a, it was, it was disagreeing with me in an agreeable way. Yeah. And, and that's Okay. Like that, that actually helped me because then instead of, instead of me feeling like beat, beat up and rejected, it was more like, oh, I'm interested in what you think, you know? So it actually invited some dialogue and, and I mean, every, every theological kind of conviction I've come to has always come through reading the Bible and then talking with other people about it. You know, I mean, that's, that's just, that's the way I think we're supposed to do it. And so, you know, for, for our, for our, our brother who we disagree with. Um, let's not forget he's our brother. Yeah. I think that's important. Couldn't agree more. Well, y'all, I, I hope that this was an encouragement to y'all. Um, I hope that uh, the things that were discussed were in, an encouragement uh, to uh, live out uh, the call that we have as Christians to be known by our love for one another. Um, I want to invite you to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at glass city church. Uh, check out the, uh, website as well. Glass city church, uh, dot, dot org. org. It's an org, uh, not it to is be an org. confused with orcs, uh, from the Lord of the, I'm Rings. so scared right now. Anyways, uh, <laughs> um, do you have a blue sword that's glowing? I don't even know what that means and it's creeping me out. So okay, anyways, yeah. um, Check us out, uh, subscribe, and we will uh, have more content out for you next week. You've been listening to the Glass City Church Podcast. For more content or more information about Glass City Church, visit our website at www.glasscitychurch.org.